0: as always it's me sean i'm joined by mike hello and aaron yo and uh we don't have a whole lot for you this t- uh today so we're just going to go back to our regular format and talk about some things that we've been watching i told aaron about this earlier i've been watching solar opposites on uh hulu it's a show that is made by the same guys that make uh, rick and morty oh it's about aliens that like come down and they're stranded on earth but uh yeah, so this is the second season, and it was pretty good. I finished it in a day. Hmm. But uh, the reason I'm bringing it up is because there's a subplot uh, with uh, tiny humans in the walls, and it kind of uh, r- calls back to the movie we'll be talking about today. <laughs> the ruler of the town in the wall is called the Duke. Okay. And he's like uh, an overlord over everybody. I don't know. That's like the whole best part of the entire show. So <laughs> I would say just watch it for that, because it's really funny. <laughs> The, main, I, the Duke is voiced by uh, Alfred Molina. Okay. And then, yeah, he's just hilarious on oh, show. I, I recommend watching it. I gotta catch up on Rick and Morty. <laughs> you can do that on uh, HBO Max now. Yeah. And uh, yeah. the next season is coming out this month sometime. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I think I'm like nine. two seasons behind. I think I stopped a couple episodes in the uh, season three. Mm-hmm. So there's only three and four, right? Uh, yeah, they're blending all. Yeah, but uh, what, what I couldn't tell you what episode was in the first or second season. Uh, I've been uh, watching. Or I've been watching a lot actually. Uh, Superman's on a break. Superman and Lois. I love that show. Is that another twenty-four episode
1: type deal, or is it kind of It's a, a CW shorter? show, so probably now. Are Superman and Lois on a break? Or
0: no, the show's on.
1: The- oh, 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 okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. I I kinda
0: thought it was gonna go that route, but they've they've been pretty like they're not at like odds with each other yeah. or anything. Um so I I've been watching that, like I said, it's on a break though. Um and I picked the flashback up. Not while I wore this, but whatever. Um It's fitting. Uh that's been pretty good actually. Um It, it it's really taken the format of like the weekly bad guy, there there doesn't seem to be like one bad, bad guy, guy for this one. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know if that's because of the what they had to do with shooting with. Um, they pretty much had to end season six like out of nowhere. Yeah, I think. Um, <clears throat> but the big thing I wanted to to mention was uh, the Mighty Ducks, the Game Changers. Um, this show, I mean, I love those movies. I grew up watching those movies. That's why I like hockey. Um, yeah, except you root for the wrong team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to say. That. <laughs> um, and that that goes back to, uh, I think it's a subconscious thing. Uh, Goldberg in the movies, mm-hmm. like the the goalie, he uh, he wears a Flyers jersey like um, like around all yeah. the time. So it's like a subliminal thing that I kind of, I guess. That's why I like them. I don't yeah. Know. Um, but anyway, the, there's only been two episodes so far. I'm not gonna like review them, but it's been really good. Like, is it I, releasing weekly? Yeah. Okay. Every Friday. Um, we're two episodes in. Spoilers. Uh, I don't think you guys really care. Probably won't watch it. Um, <laughs> But Gordon Bombay, we're two episodes in, and he hasn't like coached the team yet, so. <laughs> coming are they but it's not even here's the weird thing it's not even focused on the actual mighty ducks team because they're basically they've become the the new york yankees like they are like the the big team in this area i think it's still minnesota and um so like this the, the main kid gets kicked off of that of the mighty ducks and his mom makes like a new team (laughs) <laughs> so like it's not even about the ducks. So I don't know why it's called the ducks. So I don't know if like Gordon Bombay is gonna come back and be like, you know, I'm gonna take over the ducks and now all these kids can go back on the ducks. So I'd because otherwise it's like, why is it called the, yeah, for real, yeah. biting ducks? Yeah. <laughs> are so. the are the kids that they're adults now, the ones that are returned? Are they nobody, still hockey players? So no, nobody has shown up yet. Okay, I saw a pro- promotional picture with like seven of them oh, okay. returning and apparently the director has an open call to any of the members yeah like from the original mm-hmm. film to come back so uh maybe keenan thompson's gonna come back and the, it
1: there's a that saturday night live money can't survive forever He's, he has his own sitcom now though <laughs> does he yeah i don't remember what it's, it's just keenan yeah keenan okay. minus kel <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um yeah so i don't know if they're there's any of them are scheduled to come in or not, but um everybody wants Charlie Conway, he was like the main kid in the, the movies. But like he doesn't even do promotional stuff. Like there's a group of about seven probably the seven you saw um you know they'll go they'll go to actual hockey games and like throw the puck down for the first or you know quarter or whatever. Um so yeah it'll, it'll be cool if if they show up. Nobody has yet. I don't even know how long this thing is. <laughs> Maybe they're just writing it as they go. <laughs> they're like, Well, Maybe. that episode went all right.
1: Start next week's <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't know. So it, but if you're a Mighty Ducks fan, it's it's definitely worth watch. Hmm.
1: Maybe I'll give it a shot.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's not in you know, incredibly long. I think they're about a half hour. So I'll do that or I'll watch Cool Runnings again. <laughs> that's suggested as when the episode (laughs) happens that's
1: That's a good movie though i haven't seen that that's so odd like at least one division like gives you age of ultron as the as the (laughs) the suggestion and then falcon and the winter soldier they offer up one division like watch another show of ours but like that gives you cool runnings like
0: well, where's the, it's where's it's the connection? A, it's, it, it's not the. It's thing. not
1: the. Yeah, it's not the 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 big thing. On oh, the screen. okay. That's where I was like, why wouldn't they just there's tell like you a, like, watch Mighty Ducks? Like <laughs> instead of like, watch Cool run If
0: you if you scroll down, there's like a movies like this. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Yeah. And there's the three Mighty Ducks, obviously, okay. and then that was like, the first oh, thing that just popped into yeah. my head. It's like, but now watch,
1: uh, Ultron.
0: <laughs> I don't even let it get to that point. Like once I see the credits, I'm like. There's not post-credit shit in this. I I, no, I'm not
1: sitting through ten minutes of credits either to watch the not no post. Like, why do these Disney Plus shows have
0: different languages? Yeah, it's it's all for like international
1: languages and everything. Yeah, but like, I forget what episode it was on Wandavision. But I finally was like, fine, I'll rewatch Age of Ultron, and I just like clicked it, and I'm like, I'll sit through it, whatever, thinking that it would stop suggesting it. Yeah, and it didn't. It uh, didn't. No. Because it was like still two episodes left. And it I mean, that was, a, that was a big part of,
0: that. of the theories. Like, does this like tie in more? But, I mean, that's why they, the Ultron theory started, was because it, it kept suggesting that movie. Uh, but I think that. But, I, mean, it was, I mean, Pietro, like.
1: Yeah. I it kind of built into that. Yeah. But, yeah. I
0: mean, that's sort of, uh, you know, Wanda's first movie. So I think that's that's all it was. was and Vision's first movie. And Vision. So. So I, I think that's the main reason yeah, why it was I think interested. that was the biggest reason.
1: And Ultron's coming back. <laughs> no, it's yeah. Mephisto. Yeah,
0: Mephisto. <laughs> it's Mephisto. He's in, a, in the Mighty Ducks. That's what the, that's what the M stands for. Right. Mephisto. Ooh, but who's the power broker? Mephisto Ducks. Oh, I guess you haven't watched the episode. uh, The power broker is the new like theory crafting thing that everybody's talking about. It's Mephisto.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Probably no. I'm kidding. I don't know. Um, I don't really think I've watched any. I've watched Bob's Burgers, just playing in the background for like weeks now, because that's a long show, and I can stick it on. And (laughs) there's like no continuity. We watched Wild Wild West. Didn't we mention that the last time though? I don't think so. Oh, I thought I thought we did. It was like
0: right after that that you guys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was very yeah. sad that I didn't watch. Yeah, great movie. It's not a great movie, but I love it. It's one of the. It's a. It's one of my. ironically enough, yeah. it's another RV. Because it's like Barry Sonnenfeld. Yeah, not a great movie. It's one of my favorite movies.
1: Oh, I seriously, I can put that movie on
0: anytime and,
1: and enjoy it. I don't even know how RV became like w- what it is to like. It's not even a cult classic. Really like, like you, you could say it to like a passerby, and be like, "Remember that Robin Williams movie RV?" And somebody would be like, "Vaguely." People, people like, I remember really it because
0: it's always bad. in the damn five dollar bin. Like, yeah, people yeah, exactly. yeah. people know it because they know it. Yeah, bad. yeah. It's, it's not. Yeah. It's not like the Boondock Saints where it's like nobody watched it when it first came out, but now it's like yeah. they actually loved the movie by I, a
1: bunch of people. And and it's not like. I mean, it's it's one of our favorite movie, quote unquote, favorite movies because it just became like a meme, essentially, where we watch it traditionally, but it's like one of those weird things where like we can quote the entire movie now <laughs> for no other reason than it started in like 2016 where we just watched it one day and we're like, what the hell did we find so hilarious we, about this? We movie? Shrek'd RV, except the difference being that
0: Shrek one and two are genuinely good movies. Yes. Yeah, this one is, like I don't oh, want to say friend. that Arby's a bad movie, but like it has, it, it's a whole It's Not terrible, movie, but no. it's it's not
1: like yeah. No, no, like, there's nothing wrong. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing wrong with the movie. It's it's vacation but rated PG. <laughs> like yeah. that's 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 essentially what it is. It's like Barry Sodenfeld is like, can I make vacation for the whole family and still make it funny, <laughs> which works, but it's not like. A classic. like Nobody's going, let's watch RV tonight. (laughs) And putting it on their direct TV. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Ooh, RV's on time to DVR that. (laughs) Watch that Sunday night. Hey, you going out tonight? No, No, watch watch RV. (laughs) No way. They need to make an RV streaming service. (laughs) Where it's just RV. No, just a Barry Sonnenfeld. Sonnenfeld streaming service. (laughs) <laughs> I've tweeted at him to do an RV2 with Josh, Josh Hutchinson yeah. as the dad who takes his kids on the RV trip it's essentially vacation with Ed Helms mm. but I feel
0: like it would only really work if Robert Williams was still alive to make a cameo yeah yeah. yeah that's what they did in Vacation Chubby Chase had a cameo but a
1: cameo and the yeah. rest of the movie was garbage <laughs> so I'm assuming that rv2 it would yeah. be bad probably yeah, yeah it would be terrible <laughs> could, could you do like I, I bet if they did it it would just be the same beats like the exact same, it'd be like the thing prequel where it would yeah. be the exact same movie but with different characters like mm. different actors playing the same exact roles i still have no desire to watch that it's not good <laughs> i mean it, i was hyped for it when it first came out and yeah. then afterward i was like no nah not that great. I mean, the, the good thing about prequels is like, eh, we still have the original. Yeah. That's why I don't, I, I never say don't do it. Yeah. It expands a little bit, but there's really yeah. nothing to take away from it. I wish
0: that there was a cut mm-hmm. of the practical effects version that you could watch. Yeah. Because they did it all practically, and then yeah. they were like, nope, huh. do it digitally. Yeah, release and- the...
1: I don't know the director of that one He's Cut, <laughs> Release that cut The, practical, the practical, uh, practical, practical cut Release the practical cut uh, That is a nice segue Talking about one John Carpenter movie yeah, For us to talk about This week's recommendation John Carpenter's Escape from New York From 1981 uh, One of my favorites of John Carpenter This is probably in my top three John Carpenter movies And it's Uh all three of my favorite John Carpenter movies star Kurt Russell as the main. Um, the thing, of course, is number one. Uh, mm, this is probably number two, and then Big Trouble in Little China is number three, mm. just because mm. that movie's fantastic. I didn't know that was John Carpenter. Oh yeah, that movie's just fantastic. Like nothing, nothing tops that. Like that type of camp. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, another one I've seen picture of in little china oh i love that one um so this movie i I, like we'll talk about the plot but um i had this thought because you and i watch best of the worst rlms uh thing where they watch all these shitty b movies Mm -hmm. from like the 90s and late 80s and i feel like this movie was what they were trying to live up to because this is john carpenter early on right after Halloween. Mm-hmm. So, he's still low budget um trying to make his mark and he's trying to like figure out what genre he wants to do because in the 80s John Carpenter, well, 79, he started with Halloween and got his foot in the door with horror. Mm-hmm. Then with this movie he was trying to get into like action dystopian action. And then he did a movie called Starman mm-hmm. which <laughs> was with Jeff Bridges and Karen Allen where there's like an alien that shows up and takes the form of her dead husband and she has to get him back to his ship like before they leave without him and he'll die if he doesn't like and it was kind of a love story like a sci-fi love story and then 82 he did the thing which is sci-fi horror uh and then he did like big trouble in little china which is more of a comedy than anything like he really like tried to branch out and do like everything he possibly could with his career um which says a lot about the guy. I mean, like, everyone's seen at least one John Carpenter movie.
0: Yeah.
1: Um so this movie takes place in 1997 the far off future of nineteen ninety-seven. at that time, so we, we which is a it trope. Like yeah. Which yeah. is is a, a common trope with these eighties movies that take place in the future. The far-off future of the year two thousand. So what is the rule of thumb like fifteen years is I guess, yeah. <laughs> and like, there isn't really any. Um, not anymore. you don't no, see, no, no, see any movies like it's oh, like, in the year like 3, 000, yeah, years three, 000, uh, 2032 or, like, or whatever. Yeah.
0: It's always like in the year
1: two, uh, and eighty nine. It's yeah. like, or like an end game where it's like twenty twenty three. It's <laughs> like, oh, cool, five years. Wow, <laughs> like big deal, man. But then they always use that to bullshit away some new tech that's like oh, yeah. groundbreaking and yeah. it's like oh we did it in five years and it's like okay i guess uh,
0: those are an exception anyway because there's i mean there's a fucking iron man suit in 2008 and <laughs> we
1: didn't have that technology 10 years ago oh, yeah, right so that's true. um so this movie takes place in the far off year of 1997 and uh, the world crime rate has risen 400 percent after World War Three starts. So, like, I get that. Like, yeah, of course it's going to shoot yeah. up because people are going to go out of their minds. So, uh, the United States police force has decided that they're going to... Well, the United States becomes a police state and they literally turn Manhattan into a seven-mile-long prison. City. Yeah, yeah, penal city. Yeah. It's kind
0: of neat idea, It honestly. is a neat idea. Yeah.
1: Um, so, they stick all... Not in real life, but, like... <laughs> I don't think it would be a cool idea in real life. (laughs) Anyway, um, so uh, they put like if you commit a crime, it doesn't really matter like what it is. Like you don't go to a regular prison; you go to New York maximum, uh, max maximum security penitentiary. So, but there's no guards, right? No, uh,
0: no, no, there are guards. Yeah, on the wall.
1: LAPD or
0: LAPD, the NYPD. They.
1: yeah, would like, like an army like inside in, of it like, no not no, inside yeah, yeah no, they, you're, just you're on your order. own right yeah once you're in you're on your own like you either survive or you get killed like yeah. there, there's no rules in new york when you're in there mm-hmm. um but all the bridges are mined uh all the waterways are patrolled uh on the wall they yeah that's shoot what are isn't it it's like yeah two guys they, on a raft and they're
0: like turn back now or will blow you up and, they and they're fire like and they, yeah, they go and then they like try and go back and they're like not quick enough yeah. and just kill and them. Just, yeah
1: they just blow them up <laughs> um the point of no return die <laughs> so the, there's the scene at the beginning of this movie was deleted which i i like it a lot um it's called the bank robbery and that's why snake ends up in the prison is because they robbed the the federal depository and he gets a life sentence in uh, new york
0: that'd be like was Brain supposed to be in that scene too?
1: Because no. that would be kind of neat if
0: it showed him in the beginning and then he like bails on him. But the, but well, so there, that was a different job, it, I guess. Yeah, huh? he
1: has a he has uh, a cohort there by the name of Arthur, and he reprograms the subway system because it's all automated. Reprograms it to take them to San Francisco after they rob it. So they hop on the train and it just goes to San Francisco. But when they show up they already know where they're at so um, they gun down arthur and snake gets taken in and then that's where the movie starts mm-hmm. uh which is a cool mm-hmm. scene like if you get the chance to watch it and actually fun fact the score that was used in that deleted scene was later used in stranger things because it was never actually put mm-hmm. into uh yeah it was that remember when we watched season two And I kept going, that sounds like a John Carpenter theme from something. And I looked it up, and we watched it the day it came out. So, like, the only place I found it was Reddit, where someone else had picked up on it. And they're like, yeah, it's Bank Robbery from Escape from New York soundtrack. It was an unused track. And I was like, oh, no shit. I was like, I should have known that. Wow. Um, Which I also own the soundtrack for this movie, because it's, like, one of the only, like, synth scores that I just fucking love. I mean, the theme in this movie is great. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah, John Carpenter loves
1: his dun dun. Yeah,
0: <laughs> dun dun. Because uh, I think that's the scene whenever a snake is being processed oh, through the yeah. prison, and then it's just him walking with the guards. Dun dun. It's like, bro. I mean, it does add suspense to the scene, uh, but yeah. it's just like you're rehashing what you did with the thing.
1: And this was a year but before
0: the thing. That's true. Yeah. Um, um, I guess he's rehashing what he does in right. the thing, but that's it works right. very well. Though. Oh
1: yeah. Um, and like the the way the tone of everything is very like dystopian uh and just gritty. Yeah, everybody like hates each other yeah everyone is just like wants to kill each other um so it's point fine fine pretty much <laughs> um but like uh <laughs> the opening of the movie is like a, a computerized like image of new york with the wall around it and we get jamie lee curtis narrating uh to tell us about like everything that's set up around it and she's uncredited but it is jamie lee curtis and huh. she's also the voice in the prison like the uh, processing facility when snake's walking through where it says you now have the option to terminate on the premise terminate and be cremated on the premises if you choose this option please notify the duty sergeant in your sector that's hardcore yeah i was like I mean, oh you could just commit suicide right they're like no i don't want to go in and just like go into a chamber and just get vaporized <laughs> like i mean that that is it's really hardcore that's probably why they have all this ventilation like oh, yeah. outside like because it's probably just blowing out all the fumes of dead people wow. um but uh so Snake gets offered a deal by police commissioner Bob Howe, played by Lee Van Cleef, who was in a lot of old westerns. Um, he was in The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Uh, and he gets offered a pardon because the president's plane goes down inside New York City, a bunch of, what were they, the, the Free Liberation Worker, the, the Workers' Liberation of America or something. It's a, a terrorist organization that wants to dismantle the imperialist uh political landscape that america has taken and they uh plan to kill the president if they don't give in to their demands which of course they're not going to give in to their they know it he knows it so they crash the plane but he escapes in a pod so snake's mission is to get in and get the president out along with a tape that has it, and they play it and it has like something to do with nuclear
0: nuclear yeah,
1: like scientists yeah so it's something to do with nuclear fusion and he has to get to the hartford summit so he's not going to make it to the hartford summit obviously um but he has to get in get the president get the tape and get out within 22 hours at that point because he doesn't even go into the city until 22 hours um so they they this is kind of where the suicide squad thing oh, yeah. pops in because they inject snake with two capsules so that he doesn't get any ideas about just running off, um, that they inject him with two capsules into his arteries that will explode in 22 hours if he doesn't get out with the president, um, which is what they obviously do in Suicide Squad. They inject them with a capsule that will, they can remote detonate and kill them. At yeah, well. The only difference is there's a time. Yeah, this is just yeah. a time release thing. Yeah. Um, so, Snake goes in and he Finds the president's pod, but he's not in there. So he locates the tracking device, and the tracking device is on just some bum. Uh,
0: and what was the, before that? The one, the one scene just made no sense to me. Where what, I don't even remember the name of the store, bunch of nuts or something like chock that. Chock full, chock of, nuts. Full of nuts. yeah. And he's just like gonna make out with. Oh his, yeah, like, yeah. He, like, he that might... just like seems so thrown in there for like John Carpenter's like yeah we gotta give him a little little uh sauciness or something. It's like what? It it didn't add anything to the plot except for the like she gets murdered yeah. and then he finds the he's like motivated to
1: go find the tracker again. Yeah. It just make, made no sense to yeah, me. Yeah, cuz he was like really close to just like giving up and was like yeah, I I mean, I'm sure that's probably what his his whole like thought process was like, well, I'm gonna die here, so might as well, you know, get lucky <laughs> before I die. So I'm sure that's kind of like where his mind was, but yeah, you're right. It makes, it <laughs> it really doesn't a, make much sense very jarring um and then he doesn't find the tracker uh but he meets cabby later on and uh you wonder what cabby did to get thrown into prison yeah for real <laughs> uh, cabby is a cab driver in new york who's been driving the same cab around for 30 years inside the new york, well 30 years so that would have been Cabby must just got locked in there. I yeah, guess like they just built a wall around him, and he's <laughs> like, "Well, I can't leave now." <laughs> <That's> so <funny. laughs> yeah, because the movie like it says in nineteen eighty eight is when it like <laughs> starts, like when World War Three starts. So I'm like, "Oh, Cabby just got locked in there." He's like, "Oh shit, guess I'm stuck in here." It's not like the walls went up overnight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. Well, I should probably get out of uh, here. Looks like they're building something <laughs> over there. They're putting like mines in Donald the bridges. Like
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: um, so, Cabby uh, tells him that the president's probably with the Duke. Uh, so, the only way that they can meet the Duke is they have to go through Brain, who Snake doesn't, at this point, know that Brain is one of his old partners that they used to rob banks with and stuff um so they have to get they meet up with brain brain says he can get him to meet the duke and snake goes in and gets captured by the duke and gets put into like a, a fight ring type of thing uh where he kills like a big wrestler guy and then it's, kind of, it's another action movie trope where the <clears throat> hero has to fight someone three times his size. And it's and always a, a an actual wrestler. Yeah, it's always some wrestler. Yeah. So
0: so just real quick, just because that always hits home with me. Um, apparently, that was that dude's look like as a wrestler. mean oh, yeah. like just his costume. that he Yeah, had, like the, the whole giant like, eyebrows the, and everything. Yeah, like that was his thing. Like that's how he
1: looked. It's unique. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like he kills him and uh well snake's doing that brain snuck the president out uh so the duke and all of them have to go after the president and hunt down snake and brain and cabby and all them and uh they go like their plan is the duke's plan is brain has the bridge mapped out on the 69th street bridge which is mined, but he knows where the mines are so they can get out via brain's diagram that he has on the bridge hmm. uh and they can overrun the wall and just everyone can escape so uh,
0: i mean if you think about it they could just do that to begin with yeah they just could- like send like the entire city down one bridge like yeah people are going to die but you just put the people that you don't care about at the front they'll blow up the mines and then the rest of them just overrun the wall yeah yeah i don't know why they but They'd now, have to like rush all the army or I mean, the army. Magneto. Magneto knows that, you know, because yeah.
1: the pawns go first. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so the Duke is chasing after them. Brain and Cabby both get killed because they hit a mine. And uh, Maggie, Snake, Maggie, who's, bra- I forgot to mention, his brains uh squeeze. Going for squeeze, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that the Duke gave to him. uh, She brain dies, so she takes the gun and tries to kill uh, the Duke as he's coming down the bridge, and she gets hit by the Duke, and the Duke uh, gets out of the car, and he goes to go kill Snake, and the President already went up over the wall, and the Duke gets gunned down, and when Snake looks up, the President's standing there with an assault rifle, just mercilessly shooting the Duke up (laughs) repeatedly, and then Snake gets out and uh, hands over the tape to Bob Hawk, and then they uh, stop the charges from going off. And then, uh,
0: kind of anti too. to like, which you like don't see anything. Like they just do it, and they're like, hey, "Yeah, you're good." Yeah, and I, I also
1: I also want to bring something up. The guy who injects him tells Snake. 15 minutes before the last hour's up, we can neutralize it. There was five seconds left oh, on yeah. the clock. Yeah. So it's like, he should still be dead. There's five seconds. <laughs> like There's no way you could reduce that charge in five seconds. Uh, but I forgot I, about that line. That, that, that's a nitpick. Yeah. That, that's neither here nor there. So, um, the president's getting ready to do his, uh, his speech for the Hartford Summit via satellite connection. And uh, he pops the tape in and plays it and it's cabbie's music mm-hmm. the tape from Cabby's cab um, which is just like old swing music and uh, snake walks away ripping up the tape that uh, actually had all the fusion mm-hmm. stuff on it uh, which is really good ending in my opinion so kids today would be like
0: yeah, what the, the hell are those? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <it> was, <laughs> What's that cassette That's tape? all I could think of when I saw it cassette oh, yeah. tape.
1: I was like... Well, it was 97, so... We still did have cassette tapes. Uh, Yeah, no,
0: 97. I I, I had, you know, bought a few in nineteen, probably 97, so...
1: I know I had a few in 97. Yeah. Um, I used to buy them a good one, actually. Because, like, they were dirt cheap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I had, like, a bunch of them. But, uh... So, yeah, that's Escape from New York. Um, <clears throat> what do you guys think of it? I liked it.
0: Uh, I was thinking, so, obviously, whenever the president, like, uses Snake as bait mm-hmm. to kill the Duke, that's probably what motivated him later. It's like, yeah, a lot of people died saving you. How do you feel about that? And the president just kind of blows them off. Yeah. Uh, he's probably like, well, that solidified my opinion of destroying this tape. Yeah. I mean, he already gave the faulty <coughs> tape to yeah. Hawk anyway, but... He could have... Yeah, he could have... Oh, by the way, this is the right one. But, uh, yeah, yeah I, I just thought that was... He's like, oh, well, just using Snake as bait. But he's still, like... He could have just, like, left him there. Yeah. But, I mean, that would have been a bad ending <laughs> of the movie. You want your... I guess Snake is technically the protagonist, even though he's a dirtbag. Yeah. <laughs> he is indeed a dirtbag. Uh, so, I don't, I don't know the history... Very well. I only, I knew of this movie because of his name, because um, the main character in Metal Gear Solid is Snake. Mm-hmm. Well, in the second one, he comes back because you play as as Raiden, the Raiden, I don't know how, however you say it in that game. But um, this character comes in and he's like, "I'm called Pliskin." Oh yeah. It's like it's and it's movie. actually snake, so yeah. snake Pliskin. Like, yeah, that's that's why I, I snake always Pliskin is Metal Gear. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I
1: mean, like, not the
0: snake Plus Okay, but, but like, like,
1: I know that the character's like, code
0: name is Snake, but he comes back like we know who he is, but the main character you're playing as now doesn't. So he's like, my name is Pliskin. So it's like a like a.
1: Right. like a nod to it yeah it's yeah. like a nod to, to this movie
0: end. yeah easter egg yeah cause it, i know that there's like solid snake and liquid snake and
1: right all that other i don't follow <laughs> no, yeah okay, no, i, I gas gaseous, yeah, yeah, gaseous <laughs> <state>. <laughs> but um <clears throat> that, that's
0: my original knowledge of this like i looked up i was like oh that's something <laughs> well yeah. did you watch the grim adventures of billy and mandy No. What? There's a character in there, (laughs) and his name is Hostelgado, and he's Snake Plissken fused with Ash from the Evil Dead. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) It's pretty crazy. (laughs) So he's like, his uh character resembles Snake Plissken, but he has like an extendable chainsaw hand that can like morph into different things. And then yeah, you can put like different attachments on and everything. But yeah, he's a great
1: character. Every time
0: I see Snake now. Think of pasta okay
1: well it's it's kind of funny that you mentioned that because i i didn't watch this movie first it's kind of like the terminator franchise Mm -hmm. um where i didn't watch this one first i watched the sequel first okay and i was like flipping through amc one day and there was this this scene and i knew it was kurt russell but he's like and it's from escape from la which is the sequel to this which is not nearly as good as this one oh okay um but these bikers like jump him they're they're like chasing him down or whatever and they uh run him off the bike and he gets up and they're all standing there and they all have their guns and he like puts his guns like in his holsters and he says okay he said he said let's do this the old-fashioned way and he takes like a can and he says nobody draws until this hits the ground so they all put their guns like down at their sides Thing. And he throws it up, and while they're all focused on the can, he takes out his guns and like kills all six of them. Yeah. And then after they're all dead, he goes draw. And I like looked at him, and I was like, "That's Hostel got yeah. I was like, "I was like, what the fuck?" So I like started googling it, and I was like, "Oh, this is what Hostel Gatto was based off." Yeah. <laughs> so then I like fell down the rabbit hole of like watching that movie, then watching Escape from
0: New York, and then. But I think that's why the character is called Snake in Metal Gear because he is clearly based. Oh yeah, he even has the eye patch. Yeah, well, I don't yeah. think of the original. Not no, original, no, not but the original. He does yeah. lose an eye in one of the games yeah.
1: and he has the eye patch. So I mean, he is clearly based on this character. Oh yeah, and like Snake Plissken is an iconic like action yeah. hero, like Yeah. Like hell, we were watching okay. it and your mom was like, "Oh, is this Snake Plissken?" <laughs> like, "Yes, it is." <laughs> yeah, he's on
0: the okay. same level as John McClane essentially.
1: Yeah. Yeah, pretty yeah. much like <laughs> like you, you could you could say the name and somebody I didn't like, know
0: yeah. that that's the one big thing about this is like I didn't know how well known oh yeah this movie is
1: it, it, it's kind of one of those things that you almost have to search for because you you'd know the name but unless you're actually looking for it it's yeah. not it's not playing on TV you're not going to see it like I think know. I I had seen a clip of this movie on TV because
0: I I remember thinking like oh they're calling him Snake that's yeah it kind of looks like snake because i had i grew up playing metal gear anyway so like i was like huh that's probably what sparked the yeah yeah, the research into it but uh yeah i i hadn't seen this movie in the entirety so until now
1: yeah and like that was another uh that was partially why i recommended it was because i saw it was on hbo max and i was like oh one of my favorites that's readily available for (laughs) easily accessible for all of us to watch yeah um but uh yeah so i wanted to uh take a minute to talk about uh the, the low budget to this movie that still works pretty well because um, i feel like when when you have a lower budget dystopian-looking things come across a hell of a lot easier because you just muddy the shit out of it. and like You just... Buy just broken yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you just go, well, World War Three happened. And right. It's like, oh, yep, I get it. Like, I, I feel like that's something like with the Terminator, mm-hmm. where it just takes place in modern day with a machine that you don't even see the machine part of it until the third act. So it's kind of like one of those things where it's just... You can tell that story without spending a shit ton of money yeah and i feel like they they did the same thing in this movie where it's like oh a couple matte paintings mm-hmm. uh, a couple computer graphics a couple models like uh, we just dirty the shit out of so like they probably yeah. shot it like in downtown la where there was a bunch of restaurants that were <laughs> boarded up that haven't been used and they're just like eh. and they're like how'd they put this stack of cars there then probably went to a junkyard or something and just like I mean, honestly, like they probably just those could have been miniatures anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it looks great.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, from, you don't you don't have to pay for weapons because they only have the crossbows. Yeah,
1: they only have the crossbows, and then the two gun snake has. Yeah. And then I feel like a lot of the scenes, uh, especially like the the bank robbery part of it, which isn't seen, but it has like the same type of hallways and everything that uh, the processing center has. feel like you could just shoot those in any like doctor's office or something (laughs) like that and just cover up a couple panels Mm -hmm. or something um but i mean like it it creates a world in itself like you feel like you're in a different a different type of world in that setting Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. when when you can do that with a low budget you've succeeded in that film because you you literally went through almost zero effort to make it completely different yeah um And like, they don't show you what the outside world really looks like. Just what New York is like. And it's all just gritty and crappy. And people are wearing tattered clothes and trying to kill each other. And then on the outside, it's just a police state Mm. with people in military uniforms, and escorting people through (laughs) detention facilities. And it's like, wow, like what does the outside world actually look like here? Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. which you really don't get to see in either of the movies. Uh, which is kind of nice because it really just solidifies that that world is so shitty yeah (laughs) like that it's literally a police state that there is no escape from um they have a comic series too but uh i haven't read a whole lot of it i think i have a couple issues of Mm -hmm. it but um yeah i mean like this this is one of those john carpenter movies that takes on a life of its own that could actually like I mean, they still make comics of it and stuff, so I mean it's it's profitable. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah, which, I'm kind of surprised. When when was the second one made? Ninety seven,
1: I believe. Okay. So. How ironic. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> it takes place in 2013. So, oh, good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Snake is significantly. Older. I think I started to watch that one. It's I, I, I don't think I. All hell. I don't think I knew
0: which one came first. But I, Yeah. I, I think
1: I, I started that one. Like I turned it off. <laughs> it, it it's goofy. It's fun though. Yeah. Like that. Like <laughs> I had to go and find that movie, and it was funny because that was the first time that I ever went to Fye and asked the guy. I was like, because I didn't have a phone to go. It it was like I was in like eighth or ninth grade when I saw this movie, so I I had to go to Fye and I had to ask the guy. I'm like, a movie with Kurt Russell where he kills. <laughs> like six guys with two pistols and he's like, Oh, you want to escape from LA. Like and he took me right to it. Like it was this dude with a long beard and he's like, Oh, you're looking for escape from LA. Like it was like
0: that I, like, I ja- remember who that was. It was like
1: it was like Jamie Candy and Scream. Yeah. Where they're like, I'm looking for that movie with E.T.'s mom and the dog and he's like, Oh, cujo and like it's right. like point of, like it was that moment and I was like, dude, you're a lifesaver. Wow. <laughs> he gave me the DVD and then I watched it. Um but yeah, like it, it's a goofy movie, but it's it's fun. Oh my odd. god, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I can red see beard. it. Yes, that's ripping I think yeah, you're right. It is. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah. great, dude. Shout out to Rippin'. Yeah, dude, uh, dude uh, saved me that day. Got got me the because bo- I, I bought both. He was the bass player, player,
0: and then became the singer of Neocracy. Oh
1: okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I bought both the DVDs that day because yeah. he's like well you gotta watch this one too and i was like what's this he's like this is the first one i was like there's the first one <laughs> it's like, amazing so great. adding on to
0: the world building i like when hawk is talking to snake about his mission and he's telling him about like the political politics of like the penal city of manhattan and he's like yeah the guys in the subway they're the real freaks yeah it's <laughs> like just like basically like layering out the- yeah And it's weird to me how, like, whenever Snake just goes and watches that Mm -hmm. opera, and then Cabby just, like, knows who he is, he's like, You're Snake Plissken.
1: Yeah, a bunch of people know who he is. And that's a running joke in Escape from LA, too. Except it's not, I heard you were dead. It's people are like, Oh, I thought you'd be taller. (laughs) Like, and actually, I did that to a guy at a con who was dressed up as Snake Plissken. And, like,. I was like, Snake Plitzkin. And the guy was like, Stay. and he's turned around. And he turns around and he goes, Yeah. And I was like, Thought you'd be taller. And I just turned around. And he just starts laughing his ass off. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, one thing I wanted to bring up when he talks with Hauk about the mission, well, when he's mm-hmm. offering him the pardon, I love their dialogue back and forth because Snake is half being an ass and half just not giving a shit like period because like they're sitting there and hauk's like he's like i need an answer and he's like i'll think about it and he's like no i need it now and then he's like says something else and snake says give me the paper and he says no he said when you come out and then he says something else and hauk goes give me an answer and he goes get a new president like he's like giving him the solution to his problem like (laughs) get a new president yeah
0: (laughs) like i I like
1: that back and forth and he
0: insists on him calling him Snake at the beginning. Yeah. Like, and then after his almost death, he tells him to call him Plus Yeah. After, uh,
1: kind of weird to me. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't quite understand why. I mean, it's just basically him telling him to fuck off. <laughs> okay. Like, like, like no matter what you call me, just I don't care. Yeah, because like at that point Snake was like, "Oh well, shit, they're offering me a way out," so he was like trying to be like, "Okay, like I'll." pretend to be your mm. i'll pretend to do whatever you want me to and then after that he's like fuck off dude like call me you, you don't get to call me snake yeah okay um but uh there, there's something else i was gonna say about that oh when he like tries to choke bob out after he tells him like and when he injects him he injects him and then they don't say anything and the guy the stupid ass doctor turns around and he's like tell him and then hawk's like like it just looks at him like why did you say that? Yeah, why would Why would the doctor care? Like, yeah. <laughs> and then snakes like tell me what, and then he tell, tells him that there's charges in his neck, and then he goes to choke Bob <laughs> to death. Um. But yeah, like this is uh this is definitely one of my favorites. Um. What I like. Yeah, to I, mean, make I love these from time to time.
0: I love these movies that you can tell that they were made in like the eighties area. Oh yeah. Area. Okay. <laughs> like like i said <laughs> this is the B- but it isn't like an aesthetic that like i get enjoyment out of that aesthetic oh yeah you know things like
1: terminator um, it has the, that 80s feel that 80s action feel that can't be replicated and like the, anymore
0: the, the teenage mutant ninja turtles like yeah that was a 90 film but, but it's like, very much 80s it feels feel. like the same has that aesthetic that, that like
1: terminator and this and stuff and yeah, it's like, like kinda, RoboCop, like all that. Stuff. Yeah, like, RoboCop. You, you yeah. can never replicate that again. No. like that. That's a charm. I don't know if there's something with like
0: time. the the way they shot it or the kind of cameras they had at the time. Yeah, but like it just has that. Like, maybe yeah, not, it, maybe not it, graininess, but like a
1: it grimy. It, yeah, it, it's their limitations bettered it, mm-hmm. and like you, you can never replicate that, and yeah. no, nobody wants to replicate that. It's just like. That's something that's solidified. In and time. Like I
0: don't even know if it's a thing that they consciously did.
1: Yeah, it's just how it came it's, out. It's, you know, the, the availability <laughs> they had at the time. Yeah. Um, like I said at the beginning, this is the B film that all B films want to live up to, mm. and none of them have really come close to it. Like it, it has, it has some solid characters and pun, in, pun intended, <laughs> solid characters. It has some really solid characters, a good story and everything, and it's fun and action-packed uh, with a little bit of comedy thrown in. Like, uh, one of my favorite uh, funny moments is when Cabby picks up Snake as he's being chased down the alleyway. And Cabby's like, yeah, you don't want to be around here, Snake. Well, he's, like, lighting the uh, rag on a Molotov cocktail, and he's, like, <laughs> talking to him like this, and he just, like, chucks it out the way, <laughs> blows it up down the alley and they're driving away. Like, there's just funny things like that, like, that are genius, and I feel like this is, they wanted to remake this movie, and I'm like, don't, please don't, like, please do not, it's just gonna become garbage at that point, and people are gonna, I mean, people will probably develop a better appreciation for this, Uh, if they were to do that, but I I just don't want them to. It's kind of my rule of thumb on, on remakes as well, as sequels,
0: like, we always have the original anyway, so, I mean... I
1: guess give those a, a go, but yeah, like RoboCop did yeah. that for me, where I was like, mm-hmm, "Shouldn't have done that." I, I still haven't watched the, the remake; it's not worth it. Yeah. Um. So, do we want to we want to rate it, or do we have anything else we want to add? Yeah, I'm pretty much finished with uh, talking about it. So, all right. Yeah. Uh, Mike, why don't you start us off with your rate? All right.
0: Um. I mean, it. I, I love like, what we talked about the aesthetic and everything, um. I'm gonna go i think seven out of ten like i just i really liked it yeah i'll I'll, uh, i'm around there too i'm gonna go six and a half out of ten uh yeah i like the the story Mm -hmm. it's the very first suicide squad like you (laughs) mentioned uh i wonder if they got the idea from this probably Um, Yeah, yeah yeah it looks great the story doesn't like always hit with me like that weird scene like shot, point, full, it, of shot full of nuts, nuts. Yeah. and yeah. some some weird, just like non sequitur tie-ins. But uh, other than that, the action's pretty great too. Uh, I wish that the Duke was fleshed out more. He's just kind of a a wall that yeah.
1: they have to surpass. But other than mm-hmm. that,
0: pretty good.
1: Yeah, um, I, I'm also around that too. I'm gonna give it a seven point five um, because it's it's everything that you guys said. The action is pretty good with a a couple of exceptions um but the story the look the feel everything is pretty pretty solid um and i would definitely rewatch it Mm. um and i definitely recommend it as i did i definitely (laughs) recommend it to anyone who's a fan of any of the 80s action movies uh because that was right at the beginning of the 80s yeah so really you could argue that snake kind of ushered in that that genre of '80s action stars, because mm. Rambo didn't come out till afterward and all that, so it's kind of like he kind of ushered in that that era. Yeah, Mad Max. Well, Mad mm. Max was before, but mm. um, but yeah, yeah, he's he's one of the OG uh, action stars. He certainly is.
0: Well, there you have it. We finished off our recommendation. We have another one coming our way from yours truly this time. Uh, I've been thinking about this one, and I think I'm going to recommend *James and the Giant Peach* because I haven't watched it in a long time. All right. And I used to watch it all the time as a kid. As did I. I, I genuinely <laughs> hardly remember anything about it, so I'm excited to go back and I literally watched half of it like two months ago. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna, <laughs> gonna say. Able to it off. I
1: was gonna say probably the most recent that I watched it was like six years ago. But it's still always, pretty recent. As, as, as a time. kid,
0: it always gave me, like, this weird, like, I liked watching it's it. As a childhood trauma type thing? Yeah, it's like, it gave me a weird feeling, though, to watch that movie, like, because I got kind of uneasy to think of being that size
1: and, like, the spider and shit, like. <laughs> oh, see, I just love that. Like, I just, I, I probably <laughs> thought way too deep into it. <laughs> the rhinoceros might be the most traumatizing part, yeah. but
0: we'll get into that <laughs> next time. Alright, make sure, if you don't want to be spoiled for James and the Giant Peach, to watch it before next episode. Thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed our discussion about Escape from New York. We sure enjoyed talking about it. Make sure to like and subscribe and comment down below. And we will see you guys next time. Snake! 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 Snake. (laughs)